Mystic Fix, a program for the whole being with Julia Gordon-Bramer on News Talk STL. Hello and welcome to Mystic Fix. I'm Julia Gordon-Bramer, author, scholar of mysticism, and professional tarot card reader. This week's episode corresponds with the devil tarot card. The devil, when right side up, isn't about evil. No, he's more about sensual pleasures and the seductions in life. And on that note, I'm excited to bring in my good friend Phil Gunas to talk about the devil in music and art, as well as artist Sandy Griffin and conceptualist therapist Jeff Runquist, creators of the Curiously Carnal Tarot Deck. So hi, Phil. Uh, I do. <laughs> Phil Gunas and I have been friends. I, you know, I was thinking about it on the drive up here. We have been friends for over 30 years. I have known you longer than almost anybody in St. Louis. And uh, that's because we go back before even my Nighttime's music magazine. We go back to when I was director of the Writer's Voice Literary Center based out of the West County YMCA. So, boy, we have a history. Yeah, uh, we could kind of, we used to kid about Ken Kesey brought us together. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And Ellen Ginsberg and, and, and all of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we met some really cool people and, and did some cool stuff. But we're not talking about that today. We're actually talking about the devil card and mysticism in arts and literature and music and, and all of these things. And uh, you having such a rich radio background, uh, I, you know, I should mention you are on KDHX, KCLC, uh, some others you had named. Out. KDNA in the old days of Gaslight Square, they were down there. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. As far as mysticism goes in, in the arts, and uh, and especially the devil, you know, you you told me some fun stories about um, the blues and right. <laughs> why, right. Why don't you tell our, our, our uh, audience about that? The devil, that that person, that personification is a strong, um, consistent one in the blues music. In fact, it goes at least back to the days of voodoo in New Orleans working its way up through the Mississippi Delta and the musicianship of Robert Johnson. Mm -hmm. And so with Robert Johnson, there were actually songs like Hellhound on My Trail, Crossroads, I went down to the crossroads. He was was waiting there for me. To To sell his soul for music. Yeah, Uh yeah. so it's an enduring theme. And and some people believe he really did that. (laughs) Do you? (laughs) Yeah, what I I did for many years, and then a blues singer who's still living and uh, really kind of channeled blues masters, a woman named Rory Block got to meet his family and hang out with his grandson and get, really get to know Robert Johnson's music. And uh, his grandson said no. He chose a battle against the devil. There was no deal there. It was a battle against the devil. He was aware of that entity, but it was a battle. Mm, cool. Yeah. 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 Um, so, but did the devil win? Well, that's what we don't know. <laughs> right. I, I, definitely Robert Johnson wrote songs about dealing with the devil. Uh-huh. So, like I said, that's a character in his songs. And the other thing, when you mentioned it to me about about the theme, uh, Julia, another ongoing tradition with blues people is the dichotomy of secular music 
versus blues music. If if you do blues music, you can't do gospel. Uh huh. You've got you can't you can do one or the other, but you can't do them both. And yet, people like um, Blind Willie McTell that Bob Dylan sings about, he did them both. He was a preacher and a blues musician. Reverend Gary Davis that influenced really the folk revival. Uh-huh. He did both. He was a street preacher and a blues musician. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So kind of walking in two worlds. Yeah, which was forbid by their people uh-huh. and, and their traditions, and yet they kind of cheated with it and did it anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, and of course, um, we know rock and roll is full of occult symbolism, and uh, I mean, sometimes even very dark black magic kind of stuff. Uh, I, uh, a couple episodes ago, we talked with... Um, author Peter Biebergall about he has a, a book called Season of the Witch that he explores that there's hoodoo in Elvis's music and there's Freemasonry and some hip hop that he's discovered. And so uh, some pretty interesting stuff there. Yeah. Uh, again, with rock and roll, um, as far back as the early 50s, there was a character that called himself Screamin' Jay Hawkins. Uh-huh. And he would jump out of a coffin at the beginning <laughs> of, of his act. And his hit song was, I Put a Spell on You. Oh, yeah, I remember that song. Yes. So there's was, always yeah. been that kind of uh, stage schlock, shall That's we say. That's part of it. And if you don't believe that, ask Mick Jagger, because he's made a career out of right, it. Right, right. Sympathy for the Devil, right. that, which is our bumper music this week, by the way. <laughs> Sympathy for the Devil. <laughs> <laughs> so so cool. So, um, you know, Phil, you have uh, brought along a little book there, Varieties of Religious Experience yeah. by William James. It's a classic and you asked me if I've read it, and, and I have certainly thumbed through it, and it's on my bookshelf. And it was the Bible for Ted Hughes, which is a, a poet I study as he was the um, husband to Sylvia Plath. So um, so I thought maybe uh, you might want to share with us why you brought it. Well, I brought it because I got the idea and first got the notion from Ram Dass. This mm. book was a big influence on him. And um, these sentences or these passages that I'll read kind of explain how mysticism, metaphysics, what, for lack of a better word, the occult, how things open up once you recognize the initial experience of it. Okay. Yeah. So uh, William James says, it is that our normal waking consciousness Rational consciousness, as we call it, is but one special type of consciousness, while all around it, parted from it by the flimsiest of screens, there lie potential forms of consciousness entirely different. We may go through life without suspecting their existence, but apply the required stimulus, and at a touch, they are there in all their completeness. Mm. You know, this this, says a lot. Right. And this altered consciousness on the on the theme of music. uh, I mean, drugs go hand in hand with music, too. And and don't you think that's in its own way a spiritual quest? I mean, it might not be the healthiest, but (laughs) no, I was going to say it's just the way it's the, the, the true way that the society has gone. Yeah, I was a person growing up in middle America in the middle of the century, in the 50s, 
And then when psychotropic drugs were introduced, as everybody from Neil Cassidy to Ramdas says, the farms started to change. Mm. The farms, the institutions got more flexible. Ah. And when that happened, it was like uh, the cat's out. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, here we go. And, and um, it so, revolutionized the whole culture, everything yeah. from advertising on TV to the way that we're talking now. When I was waiting out in the hall, the show before us, they were talking about psychotropic quantum physics. Uh-huh. So it influenced everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you say uh, the institutions changed, you're talking about like of society or? Yeah, mm-hmm. schools. Yeah. Uh, the educational Certainly system. marketing. Anybody looks at like 1970s television programming. I, I, that's always been a fun thing of mine to go back and, and see some of the clips on YouTube of some of the shows I grew up with. And what were they smoking? <laughs> you know, H.R. Puff and stuff and yeah. <laughs> things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember one thing. So my father was born in 1909. He was what Tom Brokaw and others called the best generation went through the depression and world war two and all this and i remember when i met timothy larry and spent some time with larry uh my father was asking me about larry Mm -hmm. and uh we got into a discussion my father and i did about lsd and i said to him i said do you think it changed anything and he said it added color to everything Mm. from advertising to again people's language and so and, you know, getting back to what the devil card embodies here, he is about sensuality. People see it and they think, you know, when I put it down into tarot card reading, they think, oh, you know, it's evil. It's something dark. And, and, and it can be when it's upside down. That's a whole other thing. You know, then it's addiction and depression and panic and anxiety and all the places we don't want to go. But right side up, it's this uh, uh, playful love affair with lust maybe and uh and and blowing up the color and blowing up the feeling mm-hmm. and uh which is uh a liberation yeah yeah which is maybe a, a great introduction for our next guests <laughs> so um after this message we will be right back with jeff runquist and sandy griffin the creators of the curiously carnal tarot if you like what i do And if you'd like to learn more about how to read tarot cards and what it's like to be a professional tarot card reader, and if you want to get some of the juicy stories that I've encountered in uh, this interesting life of mine, you're going to want to check out my forthcoming book, Tarot Life Lessons. It's all the stories from my journals of what it's like to be a tarot card reader. My publisher is Destiny Books. It will be released November 7th, 2023, but you can pre-order it now on Amazon.com. I'm Julia gordon Bramer, and this is Mystic Fix on 1019 and 941 News Talk STL. You're listening to Mystic Fix with Julia gordon Bramer on News Talk STL. And we are back with Mystic Fix on 101.9 and 94.1. I have in the studio with me two friends 
who uh, I'm excited about your your new project, the Curiously Carnal Tarot. Uh, this is a new tarot deck that Jeff Runquist and Sandy Griffin have been developing. Incredible art. Uh, when you first showed it to me in development, I was very excited to get behind it, and uh, and I have written the foreword. And Jeff, uh, you you told us you have some news about the deck. Uh, yes, actually, we're uh, our Kickstarter campaign is going to be live on uh, June first, and we're hoping to have the deck uh, printed and published uh, around November. Awesome. So, so tell us what makes this deck special. I mean, I know because I've seen it, but for especially for the listeners here who can't see the visuals, which we'll be posting on the video cast, um, it, tell us a little more about about why you did the deck and and what your purpose was. Oh well, it was really um, kind of a originated in a, a real serendipitous way. I uh, Sandy had called me and wanted to go to lunch and she was in St. Louis and I was in Florida and she was going on a cruise. <laughs> and so we met and um, I had forgotten really that she was an artist and I just said I w- was wanting to create a tarot deck um, that that uh, was based um, kind of around the Western Hermetic um, principles, but I wanted to have the characters all nude. And um, so she just thought it was a great idea. And and, and why did you want that? Um, well, I think, you know, I've been a therapist, a mental health clinician for 30 years and also a somewhat professional tarot reader. So I read uh, tarot clinically, but I also read it outside of outside of the office. And um, to to. To be to actually um, engage with people directly around sex and sexuality and even sensuality um, was really rare, mm. but um, also very necessary. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I should stress that this is not a pornographic deck. Um, no, not at all. And um, that's why I think it works so well when when Sandy came in, um, because her history is um, as a. Uh, children's book author and so her style has this real innocence to it mm-hmm. and so there's a there's this really beautiful combination of kind of eros and sensuality and sexuality along with this real natural kind of innocence nice and um, so as we progressed with both the art and the writing um, it just it just turned out to be way more and better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, so it's pretty happy, cool. Really happy with it. Yeah. So, Sandy, um, as as an artist, I mean, there's 78 cards in the tarot. That's correct. And uh, how long did it take you to conceive of of Jeff's vision and and the process of going back and forth on on capturing certain things that that he wanted you to symbolize? Well, it's been almost two years since that first meeting um, that he described. Uh, Something interesting happened last January 31st where I fell ice skating and broke my femur. And I was bedridden for weeks. Oh, wow. I couldn't go to work and I couldn't hardly get out of the bed, but I could do artwork. 
And <laughs> so suddenly I had this. Uh, you got a lot done, huh? Got, I, yeah, and I sort of streaked way ahead. Jeff was writing the pages page by page, but he was working full time and I was in bed doing picture after picture after picture. Wow. He has finally caught up, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As far as uh, this Kickstarter, it starts when? June, June 1st. It'll be live, yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and is there a, a goal you're trying to reach? Oh, I think the I think the goal we set on Kickstarter was like seven thousand dollars. Okay. Oh, say so, it specifically. Oh, sixty nine ninety nine. Oh, sixty nine sixty nine. Hmm. Something about those numbers. <laughs> yeah. And, um, so you know, we just we have a lot of money invested in it already. Um, but we needed some more in order to get the quality cards. And a lot of time. And a lot of heart. And I think in this age of AI creations, oh, no. um, <laughs> it's really important to support real artists and and uh, people who, who are investing actual blood, sweat, and tears and, and broken bones in Sandy's case. <laughs> it's healed. <laughs> so um, why don't you talk about some of your favorite cards here and, and what makes them so special? And this could be either one of you. Maybe you want to take turns. <laughs> um, well, I I've I brought the uh, strength card, the star card, and the eight of cups. Um, the 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 strength card. There's a, a an almost kind of BDSM ish um, image of of a woman on top of a man. The man has uh, the head of a lion, and essentially to me the strength card um, is really about the harmony um, that strength really comes from the harmony between um, the the rational side uh, or the um, conscious and the kind of instinctual or subconscious side there's there's always a dance between those two elements between the conscious and the unconscious and and um, the more harmonious you get between those two, um, the actual more strength you have in terms of power to move things. And so um, there's a, they're in, um, in a room, there's a statue of Venus and Adonis, um, there's a full bright sun in the sky because the astrological um, association for strength card is, is the sun. Um, and so, uh, you know, to me, you know, a lot of people like the strength card. And, and yeah, it's always been one of my favorites. And yeah. when, when I read for clients, I always say she tames the beast. And I think you really embody that there. Um, getting into the mythology behind the strength card, it, it's actually Hercules with the Nemean lion and taming the animal nature. So, again, it's really appropriate for the curiously carnal tarot, I think. Correct. Correct, and and it's really you know again, in so many of these cards, there's a for me is a is a is a theme of unity between the conscious and the unconscious, and and that's one in particular where you where the unity between the two, or the dance or the rhythm even of the of the feminine itself mm-hmm. um, is actually taming the the rational masculine. And, and so um, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because these are strange times. And without getting too political, 
the balance of, of masculine and feminine, which is the Tao and, uh, and the, really the essence of everything on earth, um, it's being challenged today. And, and uh, you know, our, our sponsor, Comaflight, they, they talk about the, the dance between the masculine and the feminine. And it's just, uh, I, I had a friend tell me in my A Course in Miracles group the other night, she said, the only thing in nature that is truly non-binary are GMOs, like GMO foods that, that are bred to be sterile. <laughs> I thought, wow, how strange. And, uh, you know, do with that what you will. I, I'm not not taking political sides or anything, but um, but the masculine and feminine elements are essential to everything. And I think you do a really good job of embodying that. And um, so, uh, so let, let's talk about a different card here. Um, well, I think, again, in that regard, I, you know, you look at uh, the star card, which a lot of readers tend to associate maybe healing with. Um, for, for me, the star card, and, and there's, a, there's a, a picture of Newt, essentially, um, but it is the, um, the divine mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's being swirled up with a, by a hurricane and or a cyclone, and so it's really um, the, uh, the 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 essence of the divine feminine um, being received um, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of healing in our current times tends to come from someone else mm-hmm. like someone's supposed to heal us whether it's the doctor or the nurse or right. somebody else outside, outside sources. sources and this is really an indication that that you know really without your own grace in other words that healing is not likely mm-hmm. uh, or at least uh, a, a longer term yeah healing is not likely yeah you may heal a certain set of symptoms um because to me, so much of, of medicine is psychosomatic. Mm-hmm. And um, so this card kind of uh, shows that link. Um, and I, I think in terms of the masculine and feminine, like in our times now, it's the, the poles are so kind of divisive. And, right. And what I'm always trying to show in the, through the images and again through the writing is that, you know, we possess both. Yeah, right? yeah. In other words, it's the are, oneness. It's yeah, the it's unity. The anima and the animus in, in each of us, mm-hmm. and it is the union and the harmony between those things, not the this or that or the divisiveness. Yeah, of it. yeah. Um, and so I'm always trying to, to to pull it together in a kind of yogic or a way of union. Mm-hmm. And Sandy, did you want to talk about your favorite card at all? Um, I did my best to go through the deck to find my favorite, and I've got 13 cards. <laughs> but but um, I, I will uh, take a look at the moon card only because it reminds me a little bit of our process of developing these. Because normally it was over the phone or a video call where Jeff would try and explain. See, if you have to remember that I have very little knowledge of tarot coming into this. I mean, just barely. And... He had way more. So he had these big ideas, and my 
goal was to try and get on paper what was in his head about them. But he was also open to whatever images came into my head as he was describing sort of the, um, the background of the card or what it meant or what emotions are associated. Anyway, uh, the moon card was supposed to be a frightening scene. And for some reason, I ended up illustrating a nightmare I actually had when I was about 11 years old. Oh, wow. I was falling asleep and... I got this sneaky idea to pray for a nightmare. It's like, can you just, just for the excitement, you know, what will happen if instead of, you know, God bless, blah, blah, blah. Hey, God, I'm ready for a nightmare. I want an exciting night. And the most frightening nightmare of my life uh, came about where I was swimming in the ocean and a creature, a man creature was grabbing my leg and dragging me under and this is the image that ended up on the moon card. And um, I would... Uh... That's so relevant, though, because, you know, the moon card really represents the subconscious. Okay. So sure. these things in our subconscious that pull us under, you know, I, I mean, I, I love that. Yeah, I think that's I very think accurate. That's probably exactly the way Jeff responded when I described my sketch to him. He's like, yeah, I want yeah. to see it. Keep going. Go Wonderful. And so that's an example of how some of these cards came about. Very cool. Well, gosh, thank you both for uh for coming here today i will have a link on the mystic fix website uh, and also on our video cast so people can follow more information about the curiously carnal tarot and get on your kickstarter and hopefully uh get some good support around this project it's a very cool project and i would not put my name on it uh and and write a forward if i didn't believe in your work so oh, and we want to give you a lot of thanks for the forward Beautifully. Thank you. Really reflective why I wanted to create this deck in the first place. Awesome. Thank you so much. Your second line on the acknowledgement. Oh, look at that. Oh, thank you. All right. Have a great day. Thank you. If you'd like to be one of our free tarot card readings in the third segment, you can register for our giveaway on mysticfix.com. Coming up. More free tarot card readings. You're listening to Mystic Fix on News Talk STL, 101.9 and 94.1. This is Mystic Fix with Julia Gordon-Bramer on News Talk STL. Our spiritual journey tonight will begin. Can't outrun your fate. Let me tell you about you. I know who you are, what you are, and why you have come. Take a good look at these cards, young man. They contain all the secrets of the universe. What does it say? What question do you have for me, Bianca? Um, my life's kind of unstable at the moment, so I just want to know if it, it's going to get any better than what it is right now. All right, so I'll just see I've, what... I've been I've been moving like from place to place like every couple of weeks and I just want I just want to know if I'm going to get some kind of stability cuz I'm pregnant right now and Oh my goodness, okay. Yeah. Okay, let's take a look and see what we've got. Okay. So, I'm going to give you some direction that you're not necessarily following naturally. All right. 
Um, for, first off, yes, balance and moderation. You've got the two of pentacles. This is a this is our juggler, and he is right side up, and it, it's just focusing on balance and moderation. So everything you do, um, you can't do too much of. Uh, and, and that can be hard, especially if you're like a single mom, you know, and you got to you got to work your your butt off. And and uh, so I've got the I got the page of swords in reverse, which does feel like um, feels like the burden of a child or, or, or the difficulty. So it's it's you're probably just freaking out about the child you, you're going to give birth to. Um, yeah. You don't look you've got Queen of Cups in reverse, who is our mother queen, but in reverse, which is upside down as she faces me. Um, you You don't look like you feel ready at all. So your energy is going to the six of cups. This tends to be a card of going home in some way. So whether it could be going back to parents, if you can, or, or some sort of relative or, or uh, a hometown, some sort of roots, that's where I'm seeing your energy going. Now, yeah, I have a queen of wands in reverse and I just want to see, yeah, I, I think this is probably your mother who is upside down, so she feels problematic. Um, maybe even sometimes Queen of Wands in reverse. Uh, she's an interesting character. Sometimes she lies. Uh, you kind of you can't trust her. Uh, there seems, yeah. of course, there's money problems, which is a big reason why you're, why you're in this. But I'm concerned, Bianca, because your next card is the Tower, and I'm actually going to add cards. Um, your situation's a little more serious than my usual caller, and I want to give you some good direction. Um, okay. okay. So I'm seeing the baby coming around fall. Is that correct? Uh, around November. November. Okay. Yeah. And the baby is beautiful, but you, are, I, I'm, I'm so concerned with um, your lack of stability isn't improving any, and you are not going First of all, your lifestyle seems wrong. You've got the fool in reverse, which is can be careless, can be chaotic. Um, I'll tell you uh, on, on, on a personal level, um, when I was first pregnant, I, I got pregnant the first time at 22 years old. And at that uh -huh. time, I was an alcoholic. And the second I found out I was pregnant, I quit drinking. And I have not had a drink since. since. It's been uh, 36 years. Now, I don't know if you're doing that kind of behavior like I was. Um, but mm -hmm. but it's all about you. This is your time to get your together. And yeah, and I'm going to have to bleep that out <laughs> on the radio. But <laughs> but you are you're living this dangerous kind of crazy life that will not sustain or support a dependent child. And yeah. I'm just seeing the the choices you're making. You're showing up. You're showing up doing it to yourself, Bianca. And you're showing up as um, kind of being hopeless about it. So it's like you don't even believe you can do it right. And that is your big mistake. You know, I believe that I can read your cards because we're connected just by being alive. I call that life yeah. force God. I don't tell people how to do God, what to call God. That's your business, you know. But if uh, mm -hmm. but you you have power just by being alive. You are a child of God. And if you decide that you are going to get your act together, you can do it. And it may take help. Nobody does it all by themselves. OK, nobody. Mm -hmm. 
get in some programs, get, you know, there are there are state aids, there are uh, county organizations. There's a lot for mothers and children, but you have to want it. You have to want to change this lifestyle, which Uh if I were your mom, I'd be pretty mad at you, too. You know, your your mom's energy doesn't look too happy. Um, Your choices have been poor. And now you have to grow up. There's no more being a careless kid anymore. So I gave you that speech because on the course you're on now, you're headed for disaster if you don't clean your act up. And I've never been that firm with anybody on this program. But for you, um, this is for your child's sake. Okay, honey? Right. Okay. All right. I appreciate it. Okay. Um, I'm going to be oh, praying for you. I appreciate it. Does, it. does it say anything? Is there anything about a man in my life that's going to stick around? Or? Well, that's, that's a whole other reading, and I do have to, I do have oh, to move okay. on. Okay. But, um, but you can create, you are, as I said, you're a child of God. You are a co-creator in all of this. And from the spiritual yeah. point of view, you just don't believe you're worth anything. And that's why you're getting guys who don't value you. So it all comes to you fixing your life up enough to feel worthy to be loved. And that might take a while. That's not going to be an overnight thing because it didn't happen overnight for you to lose your self-worth. Okay? Okay. All right. You take care. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. So, hello, Sharon. Uh, welcome to Mystic Fix. Do you have a question for me today? I do have a question. Um, so, regarding this current season or chapter in my life, uh, what is something that needs to be brought to my awareness. Okay, okay. Is there anything? I love questions like this because I can tell you're doing some spiritual work and wanting to kind of reach your highest point of development here. Let's see. Okay. So, Sharon, your first card is the High Priestess in Reverse. And this is interesting because uh, I'm not sure of your age, but uh, I am seeing intuitive abilities that are maybe a little bit suppressed and, and kind of coming up. So, as I, asked, I mentioned your age, because as we get older, we tend to get a little uh, stronger uh, intuitively. And so I'm just seeing this is up for you. Um, you are... You are on a spiritual path, at least somewhat. I would tell you, um, pay attention to your dreams. Look for signs. Look for symbols. Uh, there's information everywhere if you want to look for it. Um, it's not an accident if you're thinking about someone and a certain song comes on the radio or you see someone's name on a street sign or, you know, this all, all these different ways that we get uh, information. But I am seeing information um, coming to you and getting stronger. You've got the three of pentacles in reverse, which tends to be about letting go of a commitment. Um, It can be personal. It can be professional. But it is looking to be a time to say, I don't want to do that anymore, and and sort of dissolving a responsibility. I've got the six of swords in reverse as your central card. And the six of swords is uh, is a card of moving ahead. But in in reverse position, which is upside down as it faces me, it is saying... Um, that you're not moving or you're staying put. 
And so as a central card, it may be your goal. It may be like, no, I don't want to travel or no, I don't want to go anywhere. Uh, but it is just a, an idea of staying put for a while. You've got the Six of Rods, which is a card of winning and achievement. So I feel very good about, you know, your general vibe going forward with uh, into this year. And when I say this year, I mean from now to this time next year. And um, uh-huh. and you've got the Seven of Rods, which is a lot of things coming at you, but you are managing it well. So, you know, as far as actual direction, I would say it, it's getting back to building your natural psychic abilities, your natural intuition, which looks strong, but because your high priestess is in reverse, it is unused or, or not used very much. And that three of pentacles in reverse, which is about that disillusion of, of some responsibility or obligation that you don't want to do anymore. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks. It was great talking to you. You take care. You too. You Bye-bye. too. Bye. Hello. Hi, is this Monica? This is she. Hello, Monica. This is Julia from Mystic Fix. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Do you have a question for me? Sure. Uh, My question for you is, I'm trying to see about my entrepreneurship journey. And so um, I'm currently in corporate America, and there's been you know, a little situation that happened recently, and I'm trying to see if I should take the plunge and, you know, step out on um, faith and do. um, Your own, yeah. All right. Let's take a look. Whoops, I had a card jump out here, and uh, I always pay attention when that happens, and it's judgment, which is pretty big. So right off the bat, like, the cards are, are, this (laughs) judgment is judgment day, and God rewarding you for your hard work, so... Um, so that's sort of interesting okay. uh, just to start. But let's take a look here. Okay. So it is a mixed bag, but I would say there's nothing terrible here. Um, it's there's always a little bit of uh, uncertainty. And when we start a job, when we start working for ourselves, it usually does not guarantee that the money's coming in overnight. And so our first card is the 10 of pentacles in reverse. And this can just say, well, cut back on your big purchases. Things may be a bit expensive. <laughs> it's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, so, so should you do this, if, if this is the path you're taking, um, it is not the time to buy a new car or, uh, you know, that sort of thing. Um, We have Mm -hmm. the Queen of Cups next. And this just tells me that whatever you're considering here as an entrepreneur is something that you love. So that's great. Um, Feel really good about that. As long as you do have the passion for the job, uh, I I think that's going to be very helpful to you. Now, the Ace of Cups is in reverse in the next one to three months. It's just telling me that the next one to three months is too soon to begin this. Uh, so it's, it's sort of like, let's wait a little bit longer, you know, maybe go toward fall or something like that. Uh, you, have, okay. you have the main card, the top card is the Seven of Cups. This is a card, I call it the card of the bucket list. And this card is, um, it, it's like your dreams, your goals. I feel like you have a lot that's fuzzy, that's hazy, that needs to be really finalized and clarified before you can do this. 
So the Seven mm-hmm. of Cups is it's a great card, but it's kind of just like hoping things will fall into place or hoping that life will hand these things to you. And that's really not the case. So I, I'd like you to get a little more clear on, okay, what's my first goal, you know, and and what actions do I need to take to get toward that? And, you know, just really specifically define your, your business plan. Um, and I think that will help a lot. So okay. as we go forward in the next six months, I do have the three of cups. And I'm not sure what this business is, but I am seeing the energy of people and even celebrations and social kind of activity around you at that time. So um, what is this business that you're looking at? So there's a few. Um, okay, so a couple the first different ideas. one that I'm trying to do is a greeting card uh, business. Okay. So that's that, what that I'm would currently involve... trying to get off the ground. Okay, that would involve people and, and possibly celebrations and, and good times and stuff. So, okay, so that, that makes mm-hmm. some sense. I, I was just wondering, uh, you know, how, how that would play in. Uh, I think that would work very well with a greeting card business. I am seeing, yeah. I'm seeing about maybe nine months out, you've got the Knight of Rods, which is just telling me you're enthusiastically going forward. But we do have the hitch, Monica, of the Wheel of Fortune in reverse as your final card. Now, this is not like a disaster thing or even a bad luck thing. But what it does tell me, it may be that the down economy is affecting you. Um, the Wheel of Fortune is usually kind of outer forces that are a little bit beyond our control, and it often affects finances. So it may be a time to do most of your research and build your business plan and figure out, you know, your first steps before you launch this. I'm not seeing the money coming in within a year's time, Okay. Now, if you can okay. work another job at the same time you do it, then that's fine, and you've got the security, and, you, and you're a step ahead. But it doesn't look to me to be the year for you to totally surrender to being an entrepreneur. I, I would like to see you wait at least another year. Uh, and when I say a year, okay. I'm not just talking 2023. I'm talking about from now to this time next year in 2024. Okay? Okay. All okay. right. It was great talking to you, Monica. Thank you so much. This July, I'll also be reading cards at the Illuminate Festival in Ocean City, Maryland. That's on July 29th for me. If you've never been to an Illuminate Festival, they are all over the United States, and you can learn more at IlluminateFestivals.com. Before we go, I want to thank our sponsor, Comaflight. And Phil, have you had a chance to see any of the Comaflight videos that I've embedded into the video casts? I've seen a little bit, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For those who haven't, Comaflight is this magical fusion of Thai massage, Tantra, Acro Yoga, and Tango as a way to connect and heal the divine energy between a man and a woman. It's a very personal, adaptable, and sometimes intimate practice done with a trusted friend or partner, and anyone of reasonable fitness can participate. Essentially, it's about clearing energy so the body can heal itself, physically and emotionally, through movement. Workshops happen throughout the year at the Chosen Retreat Center in Sebastian, Florida. Visit at Comaflight, that's K-A-M-A-F-L-I-G-H-T, on Instagram for videos, links, and more information. So glad you could join us for another episode of Mystic Fix. 
If you enjoyed this program, liking and subscribing will make me your new best friend. Subscriptions get us found in searches, and it really helps. You're listening to Mystic Fix on 1019 and 941 News Talk STL. Until next time.